Thank you for listening to Overcoming My Narcissism. This podcast has been created by a narcissist journaling the pursuit of a more fulfilling life. This podcast may upset some depending on how you have experienced narcissism in your past. Please understand these are random thoughts, spoken rather than written, shared rather than hidden. We hope that this does inspire other narcissists to realize that there is treatment, if you want it, but it is a difficult road. We hope to help you understand narcissism and what an individual goes through when attempting to overcome it. This podcast is not meant to diagnose narcissism. This podcast is from an individual trying to overcome narcissism, but by no means is he an expert. If you feel you are a victim of a narcissist, or you may suffer from narcissism, I ask that you reach out to a health professional. Thank you, everybody, for joining me again on Overcoming My Narcissism. I hope you're enjoying this podcast. It's been an adventure doing. I've actually gotten some responses and some feedback, and as this podcast has went on, I have discussed, set me down this path to discovering my narcissism, identifying it, seeking treatment, and was put me on this road to overcoming it. I figured instead of being a journal-type episode this time, I'm going to go over that, and then I'm going to go through what I identified I saw in me is creating the problems. Later on in another episode, we will go through the criteria or the diagnoses of narcissism, but I don't think we're to that point yet. Still trying to keep it a little bit light, but we'll get there within a few episodes. One of the reasons I'm putting this episode out now is I did have a conversation with somebody online, and the story they were telling me and what was going on and what has happened, I could almost write the script. I know I know the next play. Unfortunately, I think I know what the next happening is. It's a mirror of some of my relationships. So I'm going to get into this. Ironically, this is a letter supposedly from a narcissist to you, a victim of narcissism. And I've always talked about that there is no treatment or no help for the narcissist out there. There's always help for the victims of narcissism. And it's kind of ironic that the article that put me down this journey was something that was designed to help a victim of a narcissist help break free of it. And what it has done for me is, as a narcissist, is helping me break free of narcissism. So I'm reading this based off the most recent article I can find on the internet. This one is dated November 24th, uh, 2020. I went back to my notes, and when I provided this to uh, my therapist, it was in fall of 2018. Uh, this article has been... I'm reading this article, and I found this article on a website called thinkaloud.net. This article, I believe, was originally dated September, October of 2018. It was on Psych Central in May of 2016, almost word for word. Loveintelligence.com had it in December of 2016. So it it has been passed around. Uh, I found it on the numerous Pinterest boards, so... If you relate to it or you think the narcissist in your life relates to it, it could be easy to kind of 
let them find it. Um, it seems to be everywhere. This article does say at the end that to they encourage us to share it. Quote, please share this article with your friends and family. Maybe you can help someone to get out of a relationship with a narcissist. Uh, so that is what I'm doing. I'm considering all of my listeners friends. If it helps you get out of a relationship with a narcissist, if it helps make you aware of your narcissism, either way, I've accomplished my goal with this. So after all of this babbling, this is from thinkaloud.net. You can find this article through my website. Go to overcomingmynarcissism.com slash the article, and it'll take you right to this page. And I'm assuming the most updated version, I don't know if she's changed links or whatever, but the words are exactly the same as the article I presented my therapist in 2018. When a narcissist says, I love you, those words take on an entirely different meaning. This is a letter written from the perspective of the narcissist to the souls who have fallen in love with someone who can never love them back. Dear partner, I'm going to say something I'd never say or admit to you. When I say I love you, I mean I love how you want to believe I love you so badly. I love the things you do for me. I love the power you give to me and take advantage of your kindness by exploiting your good intentions. To make you feel worse makes me feel better. I love making you feel small and insignificant. I love the fact that your life is all about me. You fix my problems, solve my issues, relieve my pain. I love how you take all your time for me, not for yourself. How you give your full attention to me. I love making you doubt yourself and question your own sanity. You don't know what is right or what is real unless I tell you. I love you means I need you because I need someone who won't abandon me. I need someone that I can use as a punching bag. Someone who will make me feel good. I love how my expectations of you constantly rising while the ones you have for me gradually decline. I love the look of failure and disappointment in your face. When I say I love you, I am referring to the love of hatred for you. I love myself vicariously through the love you feel towards me. And I need you to suffer because I hate having to rely on you for this. I love how my happiness is your responsibility. I love how I feel when you're around me how I can turn myself into the victim when you're trying to bring up one of my personality flaws or harmful behaviors. I love how my happiness is your responsibility. I love how I feel when you're around me, how I can turn myself into the victim when you're trying to bring up one of my many personality flaws or harmful behaviors. I love how you feel horrible when you mention something that I did that hurt you how you won't leave me because you're hooked on this toxic relationship. I love how you support me and how I never need to support you. Why would I even do that? The things you will never get to keep you with me. I love how you think you are with a person that loves you. But I am a person who shows love and affection as a manipulation tool. I love how you need me and how you think you're with the right person. How I made you feel unworthy and insignificant. When I say I love you, it is not what love truly represents. 
when I say I love you, it means I love how you respect my rules and how you live by them. You need to know I will use hurtful words and manipulative tactics under the guise of love. You will never change me. We both know this isn't real. We both should know. Regards, your narcissist. As I said, I read that article, and for some reason that article clicked to me. I don't know why. I don't know what caused it to do what it did. It really had a profound impact on me. That's why I'm sitting here two and a half years later having these conversations as a podcast. It's why I went from monthly, every six-week therapy to actually seeing a therapist weekly, trying to deal with this, trying to learn how to overcome this. And as I've said before, it's not an easy journey. But I'm not going to dwell on that. I'm not going to make this into a, this episode into a journal. I'm going to go back through that article, just hit the high points of what I related to. Back with the therapist I was seeing at the time that I read the article, she had me take the article, print it out, and highlight the portions that I saw applied to me in 2018. I'm trying to do this. So I'm trying to do this. So I'm trying to do this through my 2018 eyes. It's a little bit difficult because I have been undergoing so much treatment, beating myself up over this, thinking this, rethinking this, and further researching. But this is as most the most accurate as I can get two and a half years later. The first thing that I saw um, really is almost in the first, second paragraph. I love you for the power you give to me. I looked at that as because you love me and you're such a fabulous person and everybody likes you. If you love me, obviously, vicariously, everybody's going to appreciate me more because of the person you are. It improves my status in life. It brings, it rises me up. You know, jumping to the next paragraph, how you give attention to me only. I'm guilty of that. I get jealous if you give attention to, to others. I even felt jealousy, uh, as I've said, one of my relationships, she had a daughter. Sometimes the daughter got more attention than I did, and I deserved that attention at that point. Whether it was me coming home from work and I had a story to tell, as opposed to the daughter coming home from school and telling her story. My story is always more important. What happened to me or my television show the night before was always more important. I actually get a skip a paragraph and I get down to, I'm going to read the whole paragraph because it's mostly highlighted. I love you means I need you because I need someone who won't abandon me. I need someone that I can use as a punching bag, someone who will make me feel good. I did not highlight the punching bag portion because I look at that as physical violence, and I abhor physical violence, but I've also learned I was mentally violent, and that's just as disgusting to me anymore. And actually, even then it was, but I didn't understand. I need somebody who won't abandon me. I do. I, for my entire adultish life, go back to my first girlfriend, B, to my current girlfriend, Z, I have spent very few weeks alone. I go relationship to relationship quickly. There's rarely more than four to six weeks that I don't have somebody who I don't feel will abandon me or somebody I can fall back on and talk about me to. Even after my divorce, 
I don't understand why, but my ex-wife hung in there after I moved cross-country. She still was there every night or every couple of nights to talk to me, keep me calm, until guess what? I found somebody to replace her. And then, unfortunately, I've discarded her, and somehow we've managed to have a complicated friendship ever since then. I don't understand. And then the last part of that paragraph, someone will make me feel good. I have to feel good. I need to be in a good mood. I don't like to be mad. And I need somebody to positively reinforce everything I do. Right or wrong, I need you to make me feel good about what I'm doing. That's a very true statement. Uh, I deal with that a lot right now with the development of a new business. And I need encouragement on it. Sometimes I find that I'm not getting that encouragement I need. And it hurts. But I think I understand also. Uh, before, there's no way I understand. Now I, I have some inklings of what's going on, and I probably listen to every fifth reason that I'm told what I'm doing is maybe not the right thing. We get to skip another paragraph, and I'm going to jump right into, uh, I love myself vicariously through the love you feel towards me. When you tell me you love me, and I say I'm even getting this on some of the Facebook memories. I've never blocked anybody, never... You know, turned off anything off. So I get all my Facebook memories. And I I even feel good when I see past girlfriends say to me that they love me. Oh, yeah, I remember that. And kind of goes back to the episode where I talked about, you know, closing businesses and memories. It brings back that good memory. And I feel good. And I feel that, oh, man, I was doing the right thing there. And where did I go wrong? It makes me feel good. It made me feel good then. makes me feel good now. And even... When Z posts something, it makes me feel good because it's kind of a, a public display of how good I am, how right I am. It's not the fact that that person cares for me. It's never that. It's always about me and how it elevates my status. Yeah, and it's, well, I realized this stuff as I read this article. I read the article within a week or two. I presented it to my therapist and we went through this exercise. Go down another paragraph or two. I love how I feel when you're around me. And it's how I feel. Again, I don't care how you feel when you're around me. I don't care if you're miserable at the place or you're uncomfortable. And I even remember that with people where they say, I don't want to be here. I don't like these people. I, I don't feel right. I don't care. I need you here because it makes me look better. And I feel good because you're here. I'd feel odd if you weren't here. I feel good that you're here. I didn't care. And I'm sorry. Hey, guess what? I get to skip. It looks like three or four. Actually, I get to go all the way to the end of the letter. Go almost to the last paragraph. You need to know I will use hurtful words and manipulative tactics under the guise of love. You will never change me. Up until I read this letter, that was a very true statement. I didn't realize it. I don't even, well, obviously I didn't highlight it when I turned this letter in two and a half years ago, but I've come to learn that's how I live my life. I live my life on a, you know, day-to-day -day basis of hurting people and manipulating people. I've gotten better in the last couple of months, but I'm not great about it. I have problems with it. It really, really was a core portion of my life, and that's why I go back to I think it was more television that put me into this place and movies and the desire to, you know, I live vicariously through 
those programs rather than my parents because I don't ever remember my parents being manipulative. I don't ever remember my grandparents being manipulative. My my parents and grandparents are some of the most straight-shooting people uh, you've ever met. They can be a little bit ruthless at times and take no prisoners, but they never manipulated people. And I don't even want to say they use hurtful words. You know, I can probably throw out there, you know, my father knew how to hurt you if he knew how to hurt, if he wanted to hurt you. But I rarely recall him doing it. But I saw it all the time on TV, whether it be a movie about Al Capone or Jesse James or Miami Vice, kind of either the way, you know, Crockett and Tubbs manipulated the bad guy or the bad guy was manipulating Crockett and Tubbs when Calderon got away on the seaplane in like the first episode. All that stuff appealed to me, and I could go movie after movie. The Godfather, you know, even Johnny Dangerously with Michael Keaton, the the mob comedy that it was, it still had that power in manipulating tactics, and that stuff just always excited me. Maybe there is something to be careful of what your kids watch on TV. Be careful of what your kids do. That's just kind of how I feel. This episode actually turned out a lot shorter than I thought it would. Like I said, you can find a copy of this article on the website, overcomingmynarcissism. Just go to overcomingmynarcissism.com backslash the article. You'll find a copy of it there. If you just, or just Google when a narcissist says I love you, and you'll find the various copies of this, or just put it into your Pinterest search, it'll show up. Like I said, it's a common article out there. I don't know why I've never read it before. I'm assuming it probably was originally published by the original author, and I tried to figure that out, and I couldn't. I really tried to find the original author, and I couldn't. This article on Think Aloud was penned by Chloe M., for the one that I originally read, and I believe she still takes credit now. See, now it's now on the same website and same address. It's Sesma B., that has last updated this article, November 24th, 2020. I don't know who originally penned it, but whoever originally penned it, thank you. It has helped me. It's put me down this journey. And maybe one day, why it may not be overcoming, but I will learn how to handle this narcissism. Thank you for listening again, overcomingmynarcissism.com. Follow us there. You can uh, subscribe to the show there or follow the show Apple's changing the terms that they use. Just go there. All the social media links are there. You can comment. You can uh, shoot us an email. You can find additional articles and information. Uh, There is a blog there. It's slowly being populated. We're still early on in this. As I find more and more articles, I'll share them there. But again, thank you for joining me on Overcoming My Narcissism. We'll look for you in the next episode.